0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Gents, do you want to make your testies your besties? Are you sick of nipping your dick on a two-blade bick? Well, we at The Boy Breakdown have got you covered. We've partnered with Manscaped to give you 20% off all of their products, ranging from ball toners to the lawnmower. All you have to do is go to www.manscaped.com and apply the discount code BORROW20 at checkout.
1: Want support. Curtis Fleming is down the edge of the air. Fleming for That's Craig it. Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track!
2: Oh! ...and now they're coming alive again. Janine wants the ball played to him. Spots out. Welcome to the Boar Breakdown podcast. We are live on Skype, but also our first appearance on YouTube. If you listen to us on those podcast apps, welcome. I'm joined by Dana and found. In the concourse with his bottles of wine, his parmos and his lager. Elliot, welcome back, mate. How was your birthday? Was it We have nice some time off?
1: Yeah, it was very good, thanks. Um yeah, I consumed a lot of alcohol, but as you always say, after a lot of alcohol, you say you're never drinking again, but
2: you know, you know, I'll probably point. <laughs> well, you might need something, right, mate. Um, with Borough winning one 0 at Ashton Gate, a goal from George Savile in the seventy-fifth minute, but Borough ahead. Um, and took all three points against an unbeaten Bristol City side. Um, aside in the previous podcast, Dana, that we really said that they're an exciting team to watch this year. And it seemed that Borough just, uh, just snuffed them out and just, well, it was a very Neil Warnock performance, wasn't it? It was, it was a good performance and we ground out the result. Um, Dana, how would you think we performed tonight? It was, I thought, In my opinion, I thought it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a, a magnificent team performance. I think you could see what our game plan was because... In the last game at Riverside, you know, after lockdown, they completely tore us apart with those midfield runners, and I think you could see in that game that we were getting tight to the midfield. We weren't allowing them to get in behind, and you know, it was a fantastic display. I think Paddy McNair was absolutely excellent again. In fact, the whole team were were excellent. There was a few uh, proper start performances. So I think Paddy McNair was was one of them. I think George Savile was another. He definitely deserved his goal. I was looking at the stats at half-time and him and McNair. I know they've been away for with Northern Ireland, but God, oh, they've just been absolutely excellent. Um, George Savile's been improving and I say improving because I think he's he's still obviously got room to, to grow further and I think he, you know, he was fantastic tonight. Definitely deserved that goal and yeah, a really, really, really good result. I think probably probably the best result of the season, I'd say.
2: Well, it's it's not hard to uh, to compare to anything else. I think it was definitely leaps and bounds above any other performance this season. Els, would you agree what Dana was saying? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think as just said a very
1: Neil Warnock performance. I think the what was the line? Uh, Maddow kept using it, the, the ugly side of football. Mm. I think it it pretty much was, and I think that um, was very much summed up. And I, I think uh, I just seen at the end of the game as well. He, he kept them on the pitch, um, Neil Warnock, and they were kind of huddled together and. And uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, kind of say probably well done, and, and you you've worked so hard, and um, especially Savile and um, McNair, as you've mentioned, Dana, with them being away and playing, the, you know, those international games and coming back and having Saturday Tuesday again, it's it's incredible, um, the shift that they put in. So you know, you, you can't have any complaints really. It was a it was a very dogged game, um, but you know, we kind of pounced on their mistake and excellent win.
2: Yeah, I was going to chat about um, the mistake and obviously Saville pressed on Taylor Mohuath, who, in my opinion, is a very young and up-and-coming centre-half. I think he'll he'll learn from him and become a lot better for it, but Saville did really, really well to press him. He got him on his touch um, and put Borough ahead. Dana, I know you said it was a brilliant performance tonight, but do you think it was exactly what Borough deserved at the time? Because, you know, we, we did create a couple of clinical chances in that first half. We seemed really in control of the game. Uh, do you think that press there and that bit of luck was just due to the hard work that Borough were putting in throughout the game?
0: Yeah, definitely. I thought it was Calas for a second. I was like, I have that. You know, when he RPO'd <laughs> <when he laughs> Martin Braithwaite that one time against Fulham, I was like, yeah, that's kind of what you deserve. But um, no, it was, a, it was a really, really good performance. I think we, just from, you know, half time, I've seen a few people saying that it was a snooze fest, but I actually really enjoyed our performance. I think we were, you know, like I said, the game plan that we had was perfect and we executed it really really well and um I think there was definitely that in the game where we could press them and get tight to them and, and force them into those mistakes and I just can't believe we scored a one-on-one I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm honestly I'm amazed that that, that that that's happened but um yeah brilliant brilliant from Saville and um we definitely did deserve that for our performance.
2: Yeah, I think I, I just don't know what it, I know. I just it to be out there, but I just don't know what it is about Neil Warnock's sides that they, they don't play the pretty. They're not very pretty to watch. They, they seem really hard working. uh How oh good? I, I, what's probably the best way to say? Just really horrible, brutal teams to play against, and. He just seems to grind out results after results after results. And I think he deserves probably a lot of credit tonight for, not just for this performance tonight, but I think for when he's came in as well from where Borough are. Now they look like a completely different side um, to when uh, Johnny Woodgate was in charge as well. Um, but there's a name that you both haven't really mentioned, and I'm going to throw out there. I think Sam Morsey was absolutely superb tonight. Um, I know people will say that he's, he's going to be like a 6 or 7 out of 10 type of player. Um I thought he was a nine and I I thought well, he was brilliant. He was it he was aggressive in his interceptions. He stopped them playing. Um he just pretty much took Nucky Wells and um Chris Martin out the game at times with his with his positional play. Um I thought he was absolutely marvellous. I don't know you're gonna mention obviously there's there's Dyke Steele and there's, and, there's McNair. and I kinda wanna hear what your man of the matches actually are from the else. Um who would you go for, for your man of the match tonight? It was tough. Um I was thinking after
1: the game was a few players and I think even Patrick Roberts deserves a shout in there as well. Um but I'd probably have to go Savile. I think his hard work has has crowned off with the goal which I think uh I think just, just tips it for him. But I think there's a lot of players who who come close to it. But
2: yeah, Savile for me. Savile, Dana, are you gonna go for?
0: I'll probably say McNair, but I think Savile was, was very close, if not on par with him. I think McNair in the first half was, was absolutely fantastic. He was, you know, he was reading the game well, he was making those interceptions. Um, there was a really nice reverse pass into Akpom, I think, uh, for one of our chances. And then he had a really good delivery in the first half as well. Um, I know I, I said this on the podcast that never was, but he must be, you know, he must have all the fruit in his wheat a bit, because the start of this <laughs> season he had is unbelievable. But, um, yeah, I understand the shout for Savile as well. Like I said, I think he deserved that goal. He had a really, really good game and um yeah, some very, very good performances tonight. And I think I agree with you when when you mentioned Sam Marseille there. I think it was a really good day for the midfield.
2: Yeah. Um it's funny we can say that. We we didn't say that much last season, but I want to go back to right at the start. and um, I know we've mentioned a couple of the players there being excellent tonight, but Boromid uh, three changes tonight and uh, obviously we we brought in Jed Spence coming in um, at right back and um, we also seen Marvin Johnson come in for Mark Ball, and then Patrick Roberts obviously came in for for On Bolongoer as well um how would you think they're fair tonight uh, obviously Spence came off uh, after 60 minutes Johnson was okay Patrick Roberts is Patrick Roberts how would how would you think they're fair tonight Dana?
0: I think the wing backs box- they weren't weren't so good. I, I pointed it out in the first half um, on my notes that for some reason, I don't know what's happened to Spence, but he seems to want to take it inside more. And I think last season we saw him be more direct, be more aggressive and trust himself more. He, he keeps cutting inside and it slows down the, the attack and it just allows the opposition to get back into position. And he, he usually goes backwards from that. And... Yeah, the wing backs haven't started the season well. I'm not going to criticise them too much because we won today, and I don't want to put a Debbie Downer on it. But um, yeah, they weren't they weren't great. But at the end of the day, it didn't cost us, and we seemed to do well because I think Patrick Roberts added that little bit of creativity in the middle, so we improved in the middle. But out wide, it was weak. But like I said, the the play through the the middle was was good, so I don't think it mattered in the end.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I think that I think with the wing backs, it's um, it's tough. I, I kept uh, I think even they were saying it on commentary. I think they need to get on the outside more um and try and get a ball in. I, I think obviously Spencer's got a lot more pace than Johnson to be able to do it, but Johnson seems to have the perhaps the know-how in being able to do it. He obviously got a lot more crosses in the box than Spencer's, and I think Spence maybe needs to just use his pace to get in behind if he makes that mm. run a little bit quicker, so someone can play him over the top. Because um, he'll find himself in so much space um, with the pace he can get in behind, and then, um, but if if he isn't in that, and you know it's quite tight, and there's players in front of him, I think his decision making's a bit poor. I think there was, there was one point where he was kind of on the edge of the box, and he just kind of tried to dink it in, but it just went out for a throw in. Um, I think that's where we're kind of lacking on those sides, and I think we're going to keep chopping and changing until we find someone who's going to put in sort of consistent performances. Um, that wing back, um, I thought Bola was maybe a bit unlucky uh, to kind of lose yeah. his place, but I think it is a tough role because I think if there's no one overlapping, you're constantly up and down. Um, so as wing backs, you kind of like, you know, you, you haven't got extra cover. You're kind of doing two jobs in one, so it's a bit, a bit difficult. Yeah, I was going gonna...
0: to. About Bola, sorry, it is interesting about baller because I do feel like he possesses the the right qualities to be able to play wing back. You know, he's hmm. quick, he's athletic. I, yeah, I thought he was it was harsh to, to drop him. I mean I understand the change of shape. Neil Warnock must see him as an out and out fullback, but I do feel as though he possesses the right skills to play wing back.
2: Mm, I'd probably agree. I was gonna come on to Mark Bowler anyway. I was just gonna say was he unlucky to to not start tonight and maybe having Johnson on there normally. Johnson has good delivery but it wasn't the probably the case tonight I would, I would I would say. But um I think Bowler was unlucky but also were playing what, four games in ten days. Uh, yeah. so it, it, it does it we have to think about that and, and player management. Can can every can some players play four games in ten days? Um so we've just got to be pretty, pretty careful that. Obviously he didn't play a lot of football last year either, so um it, it might just be protecting him in that front in, in that way as well. But yeah, I think he was a bit unfortunate to to miss out. But in terms of Patrick Roberts coming at the side making a second debut, he really is that bright spark that Borough need, isn't he?
1: Yeah, there was there was some moments in the game where you think you know this is it, it's back. Someone a, a of player has finally took it past um, an opposition player, um, and in the moment <laughs> obviously just before the goal where he skipped past about four, um, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know Mado Mado gets his uh, gets his happiness first on. His, Go on, um, and <laughs> and I think right, just hitting out, um, and I was absolutely livid that um, we didn't make something of it. But obviously the goal came a couple of seconds after, but. Um, Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, I I think the thing is with him, he's, um, everyone else needs to have that sort of sense of awareness around him because he knows what he wants to do and nobody else seems to have that sort of sophistication about, you know what I mean, and some of the passes he tries to make, it's mm. like people don't really,
2: really, really realise how intelligent he is with it. Well, um, we have been deprived of creativity for like b- many, many seasons now. So yeah. it, it might just be the case of players just want to defend, maybe. Obviously they're yeah. playing on the Tony Pulis, so Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I think it's um I mean there was one point in the game, um I kept saying about
1: him sort of that we were playing uh, you know, five, three, one, one. I think in the first half it kinda looked as though Savile was pushing on a lot more and it became like five, two, two, one. Um, and they were saying that it was leaving that um I can't remember the name of the, the centre-defensive midfielder for, for Bristol City now, but that it's leaving Tariq him Backinson. free. Yeah, that's him. Um, and that it's, it's leaving space for him. But I think it's one of those where you've got to take that risk sometimes. Um, mm. If you're a man man-for-man all game, you're not doing anything yourself. You're just playing it to their hands. So I think we've got to leave him free sometimes and uh, and kind of just have Savile or House and trying to manage two of them at a time. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you, Patrick Roberts isn't that tight of player to... To try and do it, you've got to just let him have his free role of um, getting into space and then creating something from that. So,
2: yeah, um, Dana, can you see Patrick Roberts maybe starting on, on Saturday against Cardiff?
0: I can. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play ninety minutes. I think it was probably a good decision to take him off when when he did Neil Warnock because um, yeah, he, he's not he's not much fit. I suppose in hindsight, I can understand why he didn't play at all against um, against Reading, but. Mm. He, I mean, he has to, even even though he didn't provide an assist tonight, still, I think he's, you know, he's that type of player that we don't have. And it was mentioned on commentary that there's nobody else like Patrick Roberts in our team and in, in the squad. So, you know, when you put him in the team, you offer that outlet. You, you know, you saw what Elliot was talking about, you know, when he jinked past about four or five players. That's what he can offer. Unfortunately, there was nothing at the end of it. Um, but on another day you could potentially get something out of that. If there's movement in behind, you could maybe play that little pass in between the defenders. You know, that's what Patrick Roberts possesses and very fact. very
1: well could have been with uh yeah. when he kind of laid it off to Akpom as well, um mm-hmm. in the first half. Yeah. There, could, there could have been something straight away from that. So uh,
0: Yeah, that's that's what he offers, isn't it? He's, he's just that type of player that can create something out of nothing and um just just take us forwards. There's there's no one else that can do that in our team. So I'd definitely play him.
1: I think yeah. the one one good thing about it, as well is that he managed to do all that in a, a very physical game, there was mm. you know the, there was a lot of players in that way, a lot of fouls as well, or mm. even should have been fouls. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, it you know there would have been about ten yellow cards in a Premier League game and four penalties or something. Um, but yeah, you know to do that in that game, and I think he was just holding off players very well with not even strength really; it's just his intelligence on the ball. So um, yeah, props to him.
2: Yeah, and just just before we we round things off and move on to Cardiff very slightly, um, that's when your predictions for Cardiff. So don't worry, you don't have to have a massive breakdown. But the hit the when he came on, um, he really did make the difference. Just on a scale of one to ten, how nervous were you when he just started winning those flick-ons after oh, flick-ons? Was oh, is typical Borough still running through your mind? I think I feel like typical Borough could be like something to do with PTSD. Um, <laughs> oh, it definitely is because you just feel the worst every time someone comes on it. But then also Mac Jury said that when the Sunderland Academy player uh, came on he hadn't scored all the last season or something oh, like God. that. And I was like, well, thanks, Mark Terry, Thank you. I was going to say that. But how, how, how nervous were you um, when he came, you came on? But then also, do you think Millsborough defended it quite well to, to try and grind out the result?
0: I thought, I, I was proper nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was just, I was watching behind my fingers because I was just, I think we had a game a few seasons ago against Bristol City where, we threw a lead <laughs> away at, at the death. I can't remember whether it was Bristol City, although I'm sure it was. Um, and I was just getting war flashbacks from that. I was thinking, right, I, I don't know, how, how, like if I trust us defensively yet to stay out a game. But I think after that, I think the question's been answered. And uh, I, I must admit, I was I was worried, but uh, thankfully, I think we defended really well. They had a penalty shout, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Paddy S. Yeah, just just mm. sh- well, not shoved him out of the way, just eased him out of the way. Um, I think there were desperation. But, yeah, well, I
1: mean, if if that was a foul, then we should have had at least about seventeen more within the game. There was so many, especially Chris Martin. Um, he's he's just just that type of player, isn't he? Um, oh, that poor Dike
0: Steele. he's just like a Dyke petulant child. Yeah. He just shoved him. And
2: Dike Steele's like yeah. such like a nice guy as well. Like he just he seems like he would never hurt. He wouldn't even <laughs> hurt a fly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um and he just like abuse my was like don't hit anything like that. But um I think know, you're guys. always I think you're always gonna defend well though when you when you bring on Nathan Wood to play him up front, so um. I mean brilliant probably in a, in a in a career you, what you tend to see for a lot of young defenders is they used to be a center forward probably and then when you go into academy football you tend to move back to like a center half or a right back or something that you tend yeah. to move to so you never know in a previous life he could have he could have been a center forward nathan wood I thought I
1: thought it was brilliant I was like oh this is it we're, we're just everyone's just going to sit on that like the line of the box now and then I seen him go up front and I was like what is going on Well he could have
0: he could have almost pressed the goalkeeper and and scored there was a uh, moment where he, he
1: yeah. just accelerated
0: yeah. over to David Bentley, uh, Daniel Bentley even, and um, yeah, he could have taken the ball off him. I got mixed up there. <laughs> oh well.
2: Scored the first ever goal at Wembley, David Bentley. Um, that's my fun fact of the day. But guys, uh, one word just to round off the performance.
0: Brilliant.
2: Hard working. Oh. That's too. A, we'll put a ball <laughs> in the middle. in I want to say grind because uh, we did grind out yep. the results. Um, but yeah, um, let's go talk about Cardiff very quickly. Obviously, Neil Harris was at the at the Ashton Gate uh, tonight, looking ahead to Saturday. A very hard-working side. Um, it's going to be a really, really difficult game for us. Um, how do you think we're going to fare up um, against Cardiff and do you think Neil Warner can make any changes?
0: Ooh, I think... Brett probably will, might come in, uh, I would think. Um, depending on how he feels, I know he obviously wasn't involved today, wasn't in the squad because of uh, soreness and tightness. Um, I could see maybe him coming in, but then, you know, what do you do there? Do, do you take Roberts out? Do you alternate between them two and have it Tuba and, and Brit hmm. without Roberts? Or so you, do you do Tuber and um, and Roberts? Or do you do Brit and Roberts? I think that's a decision that Neil Warnock is, is going to have to make. But. I think based on what I've seen tonight and I know it's um, you know the immediate reaction of course I'm going to feel confident but I reckon Neil Warnock will shit house a Neil Warnock win against a former <laughs> Neil Warnock side so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident going into the Cardiff game I must admit.
1: Else. Yeah I think it's going to be another tough one but um I think we have to start maybe believing in our abilities now picking up four points from the last two Um, you know we've didn't concede a goal the last goal we conceded was what was a penalty was it against Barnsley Um, so it's you know we're we're doing the right things from the back um, and you know I think that's always where it's going to start isn't it you you kind of work on the the issues in the defence and then kind of move it forward and I think that Patrick Roberts is going to be the the final piece in the puzzle and I think you know we're not going to kind of blow away teams a lot of games in the championship are going to be between you know 1-0s and 2-1s and things like that so but I'm I'm not particularly sort of scared. I think going into before we said about these two, we thought they're going to be quite difficult games, um, and I think this one again, but more sort of, uh, you know,
2: I have a bit of a positive outlook on on a result, really. Okay, so it might just be the win speaking, but what's your predictions for Saturday?
0: I'll go one 0 Borough, I think
2: one nil, Bora. Else, yeah, I might, I might, I might stick the same one nil. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a draw. I think it's gonna be a really really difficult game for us. I'm gonna go probably go one-one draw. Um, I, I think they're a good side, Cardiff. Um, you know they're gonna cause a lot of problems. And um, they did really well in the back end of last year. They've still got that foundation there, which which Neil put in, and Neil Harris has came in and and kept it going and, and took them up another level as well. So, um, I think it's gonna be really difficult for us. Um. To, sorry to bring us back down to normality a little bit, but it's. Uh... <laughs> I'll
1: take I'll take I'll take a draw though.
2: Um, <laughs> I, I think, think the draw is still yeah. a very good result. Yeah, I think it's a really difficult difficult game. Obviously, we have to travel back down there tonight. Uh, obviously, travel back up uh, to Tuesday night and then come back down again, unless we're staying um in in near South Wales. But it's uh that's pretty much it then guys. Um thanks for thanks for joining me this evening and thanks for watching us if you're on YouTube tonight. But if you're listening to us on those podcast apps um do give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts um if you listen on Apple Podcasts or if you listen on Spotify or Aircast or any stitcher um give us a five star rating on there that helps us get found but it also helps other Borough fans find us as as well. But that's pretty much it. Borough are undefeated in five They've just shithoused a win at Ashton Gate. Should I be worried it's about getting the tattoo up the Borough Breakdown?